News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Brian Curtis in Hong Kong. Israel's cabinet has approved a deal with Hamas that will free 50 hostages in return for a four-day pause in fighting. Additionally, Hamas says 150 Palestinian prisoners will be released. Jeannie Shanzano, professor and Bloomberg politics contributor, has more. It is a big, big um, move forward for many people because it's really the first diplomatic breakthrough we've seen since the war began after the October 7th attack. But it comes with so much trepidation and so many questions. This is not a ceasefire. It's a pause. It comes also as a result of enormous pressure both inside Israel and internationally that the Israeli government has been feeling particularly from the relatives of these 236 hostages. And that's Bloomberg Politics contributor Jeannie Shanzano. In the meantime, the Pentagon has confirmed it conducted an airstrike against Iranian-backed militants operating out of Iraq. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story. The Pentagon says it was in response to several short-range missile attacks. Pentagon spokeswoman Sabrina Singh. Immediately following the attack, a U.S. military AC-130 aircraft in the area conducted a self-defense strike against an Iranian-backed militia vehicle and a number of Iranian-backed militia personnel involved in this attack. This self-defense strike resulted in some hostile fatalities. Singh says some U.S. service members were injured in the attack. She also says the U.S. conducted three additional strikes in Syria. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is warning his country's military leaders not to get involved in politics. The comments were made in an interview with the UK's Sun newspaper. Bloomberg's Alexander Kudritsky has more from Warsaw. It all began earlier this month when Valery Zaluzhny, who is the top army chief in Ukraine, published an article in The Economist where he described the events on the battlefield as a stalemate. Zelensky challenged this view and it all uh, gave uh, ground uh, to rumors of some kind of rift between Kyiv political leadership and the military command. Zelensky has ruled out elections this year with the nation under martial law. OpenAI says it's in intense discussions to unify the company. This comes after most employees threatened to quit if the former CEO Sam Altman did not return to the company. We hear discussions are happening among Altman, new CEO Emmett Shear, and at least one board member, Adam D'Angelo. Here's Bloomberg's Ed Ludlow. The fact that Sam is even speaking to Adam D'Angelo is, is news. It is complete change from the weekend. We sat there all day Sunday saying, OK, well, Sam's definitely coming back and the board's going to go. That wasn't the case at all. The board was digging in and there was very little communication at all. We hear that no imminent leadership decision is expected as negotiations continue. And separately, Microsoft is discussing a list of governance changes that it plans to request from the board at OpenAI. The aim is to improve the board itself and to prevent Microsoft from being caught flat-footed by big changes. Among the ideas, a larger board and one with more experience. Binance and its CEO, Changpeng Zhao, pleaded guilty to criminal charges. The charges include anti-money laundering and U.S. sanctions violations. Here's U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on the charges. Binance has agreed to plead guilty to willfully violating the Bank Secrecy Act, knowingly failing to register as a money-transmitting business, and willfully violating the International Emergency Economic Powers Act. These laws ensure that our financial institutions are not available to designated terrorist organizations, drug traffickers, and sanctioned nation states that threaten public safety and our national security. 
Merrick Garland. Binance will pay $4.3 billion in fines. In other news, Citadel founder Ken Griffin is in talks to buy a minority stake in the Miami Dolphins, positioning himself to join the growing number of finance titans that count themselves as team owners in the National Football League. More from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. A source says the team's owner, Stephen Ross, is discussing selling part of the Dolphins along with a stake in the Hard Rock Stadium and the F1 Miami Grand Prix to Griffin. The source says Ross, a billionaire real estate developer, may use the proceeds from the sale to invest in other sports ventures. His existing holdings include Relevant Sports Group, a soccer commercial rights agency that has a joint venture with La Liga. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. And that's news when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Brian Curtis. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com.